time to write effing now and get pumped to master writing, book marketing, and publishing one bite at a time. I'm spilling all the tea from writing my own books and coaching hundreds of authors on theirs. Now let's talk shop. Write effing now. On today's episode of Write Effing Now, we're talking about the proven nonfiction formatting formulas and giving the reader what they want. It's a key to the author kingdom, and I'll give it to you in 10 or 5, whatever. Like everything in life, writing is based on proven techniques and formulas. I guess my old math teacher is right. Everything in life breaks down to mathematics. He would love knowing that. I can't remember his name because like any other traumatic episode of my life, I blocked it out. (laughs) And it killed me to say that. But we're going to get the full scoop on it right after this. Danny Galvez and Jeremy Schreifels of Monumental Voice Media are the old school bomb diggity you have been missing in your podcasting and audiobook life. Today, more people than ever are writing books and launching podcasts, and you need that production pail in your pocket. This is why I have been able to stave off insanity for so long when it comes to this podcast anyway. And you could ask my husband about that. I think he would agree with that statement, maybe. Maybe he'd roll his eyes a little bit. Like I always say, if you have a book, you need an audiobook. And if you want to be seen as an expert in your field, you need a podcast. That means you need to call Monumental voice media. Check them out. Five is a magic number. And in the case of writing nonfiction formats, that could not be truer. And what I am about to share with you is what I counsel every one of my authors about. You need to know what formula you will apply before you can move forward and even type out one word. No, I am not exaggerating. And if you listen to me often enough or have worked with me, you know that this is my mantra. Where's your outline? Do you have an outline? Did you do it yet? Did you just start free writing? You're going to have to go back and do an outline. You're going to have to cram that into an outline and figure out how it all works together. So in keeping with Hill's super short show, smile if you get the reference, here are the five successful nonfiction formatting types I've identified and that I believe are the most useful and well-received by your readers. And that is a key point there. When we talk about keys to the kingdom, this is one of the keys that you are serving the reader at all times and say it with me, reader centric. I'm going to get a bumper sticker for that. One time I made a sign that was addressed directly to the solicitors and informing them of who they were. And if they were any of those people identified, like if you're trying to sell me something, if you don't understand what don't knock on my door means, things of that nature. It was a custom sign I made. I was very, very proud of it, and we wound up leaving it at an old house of ours. But in any regard that relates back to, I don't know what that relates back to, because I'm 50 now. I'm nifty 50. So I have the right to remain silent when I don't remember what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> we'll move on. Here are the five formatting options. Very quickly, I'll list them out and then I'll dive into them. One is the blockbuster. Two is chronological. Pretty self-explanatory. Three is half and half. Four is story-driven. And five is business textbook. Also self-explanatory. We'll start with number one. It's a great place to start. Blockbuster means your story begins with a bang. It's highlighting a pit or a peak in the nonfiction author's life. You might be talking about coming back from a difficult time, or you might be highlighting the best time of your life. 
I woke up in Boca Raton and the monkeys in the trees were singing to me and I had as many bananas as I wanted and the ocean was a glistening jewel and I'd made it. That is an example of a peak, albeit a weird peak, which is fine. We're all weird. We all love each other and know there is no such thing as normal. A pit in your life might be the time that you finally overcame a drug addiction. You woke up in an alley. You didn't know where you were. You were cold. You were sick. You were hungry. You had run away. You'd been kicked out of your house. Something pivotal happened in either of these cases that your life hinges on and that changed you. Now, just like any great movie, when you sit there and you go, boom, there's a car explosion on the screen. We have to go back in time and figure out why did that car explosion occur? Who was involved in it? Why does the viewer, in this case, the reader, in your case, care about it? We have to know who are these key players. Very, very important. In the case of the blockbuster, we go back in time. We might say, in a news section, six months earlier, dot, dot, dot. And I know you've read books like that, or you've seen things like that, even movies. We'll put that up there on the superscript or on the, what do they call that thing? The ticker, the subheading, whatever it is. It's up there. And so you go, okay, great. We're going back in time six months. I know what we're doing. You go back in time, you set everything up, you tell the story all the way through to the event, and then oftentimes you surpass the event, in the case of this blockbuster formatting, to go into the future or to go past it and then into the future. So you'd say, yes, I remember that day and this is what changed for me and the next day I did this, 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 and this, and three months later this, and now I'm here and these are my plans for the future. That's a blockbuster formatting. You're starting with a bang, going back in time. How did you get there? Telling the story all the way through, moving into present and then the future. Number two, chronological. This is, again, self-explanatory events in the author's or character's lives are told in the order in which they happened. Do not include mundane details. I was born on a Tuesday night at 8.36 p.m. You will spotlight specific memories and moments in your life, teaching moments. These are pivotal pieces that changed you. So if somebody said, I want you to sum up the memories or the events in your life in five minutes, and you would pick out 10 events, for example. Well, there was a time that my grandpa sat me down after I came home late from a date one night, and he said this, and it changed my life forever. And then there was a time when I was in college, and I was the only one without a date, and I somehow managed to sit next to the chaperone, and they said this to me, and it changed me forever. And after that, I you know, stopped putting pressure on myself to find somebody, and they found me. And then there was a time I started my business. You know, and I had this wonderful partner and it was absolutely fantastic. And they said this to me and it changed my life. It changed the way I do business. Now we institute this process and you go on and on. There was a time I found out I got sick. I got seriously ill. I had to come face to face with my mortality and learn who was really there for me. I had to figure out who I was and who I wanted to be, what my labels were in life. And you just keep going in that chronological fashion. So obviously you'd be like 7, 11, 21, 24, 37, 42, whatever. But you're going forward in that chronological fashion and you're not going backward. All right, the third item is half and half, which denotes having a trim little memoir at the beginning of your book. I did this with Six Success. 
where I told the story of my childhood in the beginning. And the second half is all inspirational tips for the reader. This is how you can move ahead. This is what you can do if you get stuck. This is how you can get in touch with your gut and make the decision that's best for you, etc. You might take your business lessons and pile them all in there in the second half, giving people that reference for who you are, where you came from in the first half. Number four is story-driven, and this is hands down my favorite. I love it because it is simple, it is easy to predict, and we start out by telling a story. We just pick you up and drop you right into the story. There's no preamble about it. There's none of this like, I'm going to take you on an adventure. You will just go there. And all of a sudden, you're immersed in the sights and sounds of this new reality of this environment. It's actually pretty cool. In the case of nonfiction, because you're always writing it to benefit the reader, there's a little spoiler for you. Then we'll talk about, in section two, why am I talking about this? And what do I want you to take away from it? What lessons are applicable in this third section, you can talk about how to apply those lessons to the reader's life. Any nonfiction reader will pick up a book to benefit themselves. Always remember that. And if you do, you will be ahead. So story-driven typically has a story at the beginning. Extract the lesson, pull out the practical application to the reader, and you can add a fourth bit if you want to, that being the call to action. And finally, the business textbook, which is easy to understand, academic in nature, with an emphasis on educating readers on a particular topic through the use of storytelling, case histories, client examples, methodologies, strategies, tactics, formulas, and a recap reader section as the final part of the chapter usually contains evocative questions designed to help the reader more deeply interact with the content and improve the subject or chapter topic retention. You've all seen it when you've been sitting in high school, even in grade school, in the upper grades, they would kind of slide that textbook in front of you. You'd read a little bit, you'd do some exercises at the end, and it would test your knowledge. I don't do a lot of those. And that's mainly because of the type of author that we focus on, but it is indeed an option. Again, blockbuster, chronological, half and half, story-driven, and business textbook. I'm over on my time by a minute and 30 seconds, and that is unheard of here, in the right effing now studio, which is pretty much my living room that extends into my office. But it sounded cool, so I want to put it out there. Now that's it for this week's chapter of Right Effing Now. When you need proven tips on getting the best writing on the page, or you're ready to write your book, head to bookmarkpub.com and get in touch. Until next time, authors, right on.